Ladies and gentlemen, 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 gentlemen you are now, 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 now listening to two, 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 the P13 Podcast. Yeah. All right, welcome back to the P13 podcast. I'm loving that, like the mm, getting movie it going. snap. Yeah, yeah, it's like the what do they call that? We haven't figured that out yet. We we'll it was in another it. episode we talked about this too, we'll but we'll look at it later. Um, I am your host Michael, and sitting across from me is the informational savant that he is. Hello, Mr. Thomas Conway. Yep, thank you. All right. Uh, Excited to be here. Like that one. Inf- informational savant. We're still looking for nicknames. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I I can, I don't think I can weigh in on my nickname. Fair. I no, that's true. it just needs true. to be accepted by others. Very true. I so we'll take votes. We'll take votes. Just send them in. <laughs> to I don't know. We don't have anywhere for you to send they them in. They can comment on Text the me. Project 13. Slide into my DMs. IG page. Yes. Leave a comment. Leave a comment somewhere. When you see the headline for this podcast. Yeah. All right. <laughs> We're on to episode 13. Episode 13. Lucky number 13. Mm-hmm. Um, what we're talking about today is injuries and setbacks. Uh, injuries do happen to a lot of us. It can be either big or small or short or long lasting. They come in different forms. Different part, they happen in different parts of the body and can affect how you go about your daily life. For example, beautiful old uh, baby boy for Thomas mm-hmm. could be affecting, an injury Big. could affect you picking up your child. Especially because he's chubby. <laughs> he's going to grow into it. Don't worry. <laughs> He'll lean looking out. At, looking at your I'm getting genetics. him on keto right now. <laughs> um. But it can also set you back from doing the things that you want, reaching goals. Maybe you have goals in the gym or you have goals outside of the gym, recreational activities, or you have big personal goals in life, writing a book about fitness or talking about things or going on vacation, things like that. Injuries happen. They will happen from time to time and it's just, and they will set you back and we're here to, to talk about it in a little bit more. Am I right? You are correct in that, Mr. Kala. Um, Unless we're talking about a different topic. No, we are on the right one. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, injuries, uh, they, are, uh, they are a bitch to deal with. There's no question about that. Um, but, you know, probably every person at some point in their lives will experience an injury of some degree, mm-hmm. right? Um. Like I they, said, it doesn't have to be anything major. Doesn't have me, right. an injury doesn't mean you have to get surgery. Right. Um, you know, they're a part of life and a part of training. However, does that that does not mean that they should be accepted. And uh, we'll talk more deeply about what I mean by that um, a little bit later. But so first of all, what is an injury? What is that? What what defines an injury? Um, you know, so just to provide some clarity there, that's that's different than you know, we've had people, um, and it's no fault of their own. They're just like people that are new to training sometimes will not have the body awareness to understand what they're experiencing, um, when they're doing training or post training. So 
you know, it's we'll hard have, to conceptualize it. It is. It's hard to conceptualize it. And really the only way you kind of gain a, an understanding of the differences is through experience. Yes. Right. I can't tell you so much like, you know, how to interpret these different feelings in your body. You just have to experience them and then, you know, uh, and just kind of learn what they are. Yeah. Learn what your body is telling you essentially. So sometimes we'll have people that are new to training and they do a session and then the next day they're like, I can't move. And they're like, am I injured or whatever? And so we'll have to ask some probing questions around, you know, how, what are you feeling exactly? And a lot of times it's like, they're just really sore. Yeah. Right. Which is totally normal when you've gone from being completely untrained to doing your first training session especially if it involves like loaded movements. Mm -hmm. That's often what we see. We're providing stress. Shout out we're to providing our previous episode. Previous episode, give it a listen. Yes, we're providing stress to the body. And, and in response to that stress, your body will do things like, you know, I mean, it'll, it'll get sore from the damage that is done to the muscles. The small training. little micro tears. Right. So it's different than soreness. Um, generally, too, they're will potentially be some sort of pathology in the affected tissues. So that could be, you know, it, the example of a, an ACL tear, yeah. right? That tear is considered a pathology. It is an abnormality in the tissue, uh, right? Like that tear should not be there. Yep. So that for sure is an injury, a labral tear, which is something that happens in the shoulders or the hips. It it's a connective often. tissue. Yeah, it happens a lot. A lot of people have labral tears and they don't even know it really. Then there's like things in the spine, like a disc bulge, right? So that is a pathology because it's an abnormality in the disc that is causing pain usually, but not always. So those are some examples of an injury where there is actual physiological change in the tissue whether it be the muscle the connective tissue you know again in the spine it's that that uh the the disc um, you can pinpoint exactly where that injury may have happened or where there's a dysfunction in that specific area yes yes and then uh you know a lot of times you could also define it as like something that impacts the ability to form to perform normal activities as michael was saying at the beginning of the episode so like if you, you know, tweaked your back deadlifting and then you can't like do things that you normally would be able to like pick up your child, pick up groceries, tie your shoes, put walk your socks to the bathroom. on, walk to that. Yeah. And then also to injuries can be acute or chronic. So to define what those two things mean. So an acute injury is something that happens in an, well, seemingly in an instance, mm -hmm. right? So example of that would be like that ACL tear yes. where it's like you're playing a sport and you try to cut one direction or maybe someone like hits you in the side of the knee Oof. and the ACL just goes bye-bye. Um, that's never a good thing to witness by the way. So that's an acute injury. A that's chronic, yeah, it is hard to watch. A chronic injury is something that is, that happens due to stress over time. Stress again, give it a listen. So that could be, for example, say that you are performing a bench press and maybe your movement pattern on that bench press is not the greatest, but because our bodies are resilient and we're asking it to complete a task, it will continue to do so. But because 
the pattern like say you're constantly flaring your elbows out on a bench press mm -hmm. and so then you're you're loading the shoulder joint in a way that is maybe less than ideal over time that could wear the joint in not the best way leading to a chronic overuse injury because you're overusing tissues that maybe are not designed to take that kind of load so for example like so you're saying like if i keep performing something inefficiently or in a pattern in which my body is not at the most efficient side yeah i can generally start to build up an injury or build up into an acute injury could that happen as well it could yeah it could um but so more often than not when you experience pain that is a delayed manifestation of chronic dysfunction so it could seem like an acute injury, but it's something that maybe has been going on for a while. But certainly, yeah, you could you could be benching with improper uh, or not the most ideal form for a year, two years, and then one day you go to PR and like, boom, you tear your labrum in that shoulder, right? Just because the tissue could not take it anymore. So it could certainly be an acute injury. Um, you will... You know, there, there are definitely signs in that chronic injury scenario that you could, that you could kind of try to listen or look out for. Uh, so, you know, maybe like achiness in a joint is mm -hmm. one example, or you have achiness when you perform that bench press in your shoulder. And so maybe something is not quite injured yet, but that could be an early sign that those tissues are getting overused in a way that they're not designed to be. It's interesting you say the achiness because we do hear that um, from time to time in the fitness world where it's like, oh, I'm just going to go through this. How do you feel? I see you shaking your arm out. What's going on? Yeah. I feel a little achy. Mm -hmm. like, okay. Then that's that's your warning. That's your first warning sign. There. Yeah. <laughs> I see it all the time. And it's interesting because as a trainer, you know, and I think myself and Kala are both good at this, you can pinpoint someone experiencing even if it's very, very mild discomfort. Example is, uh, you know, there's a lot of times I'll see people deadlifting and then they get done with the set and they immediately put their hands, like they start digging into their low back with their hands. Yes. I'm like, Common. I'll always like say like, your back okay? And they're like, oh yeah, yeah, it's fine. Like it's just stiff, right? <laughs> yes. I'm like, okay. okay. Yeah, like I see, like it's, it's very weird. Um, how people don't realize that they're giving giving away tells, right? Yeah. It's like in poker, when people have tells, it's the mm -hmm. same thing in training. Like if someone's rubbing their knees, they probably hurt. And and sometimes too, people don't even when I when I bring this to their attention, they don't even realize that they're doing it. Yeah, they're like oh thing. was I? And it's like yeah. And so that is even more so an indicator because subconsciously their body is telling them, put your hands, like massage this because it doesn't feel good. Give it some feedback because of something's happening. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a very, yeah, that's a, I'm glad you brought that up because it is a very interesting thing that we see happen quite often. Mm -hmm. So then uh, going back into that, you touched on it a little bit from one part is having a vault, or moving in an inefficient way mm -hmm. that could be causing an injury. What other things have you seen um, through your time in the fitness world that help, that causes an injury? 
Yeah. So um, there's a few other things outside of like the poor biomechanics way of, of leading into an injury. So simply overtraining or overuse of a joint. So you actually see this a lot in manual labor that is constant repetitive motion. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people will develop, uh, well, and in certain sports, yep. golfers, golfers, elbow, golf, golfers, I think, is there golfers Baseball. knee? Uh, I don't know. I know there's tennis elbow. Tennis elbow, tennis elbow and golfer's elbow. Um, I maybe have heard golfer's knee. Maybe I'm making maybe, that up. But I it's probably a thing. It's probably a thing. Because I mean, of just Tiger the way Woods, you swing. Like Tiger Woods. It makes he, his sense. His knees were terrible. Or his one knee was terrible, I think. Is it his, is it his front knee? I thought it was, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised because you have to do a, there's a lot so of rotational torque. force on yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then you were just about to mention baseball. Pitchers. Get a lot of Tommy, Tommy John, John surgeries. Tommy John, yeah. So, all of those are perfect examples of overuse injuries that occur because they're you know i mean a pitcher is obviously going to throw with his or her strong arm yeah and so they're just using that one arm the whole time and it's maximal force maximal force repetitive motion constantly constantly side note to that i think part of that tommy john is a lot of uh well i actually have to delve into the the science a little bit more but it's always been said that if you're a little if you, younger players should not throw curveballs and that has led to a lot of it but again i will have to delve into the science of it what about more total science. volume total volume is another thing too like uh i think i've heard from some people that work in the baseball industry that like young pitchers like teenagers they try to what is it like limit their pitch count there it should be yes or some people argue that it should it should i i believe it should be yeah because these these kids still have to develop mm-hmm. their arms are still very fresh they're young they're still developing i think there should be a pitch count in terms of that but i know when it comes down to it it also comes down to what are you looking for in your coach right if they're looking to win that poor child might be pitching five yeah. six games in a week exactly yeah that's the, the yeah and that's what that's what we see a lot with uh I mean, sometimes with youth sports, yes. right? It's it's less about the athlete, more about the winning, which is kind of funny because it's like ultimately nobody cares about high yeah. school sports. You're, right? they're You're there trying to, to develop. develop them to get to the next level. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, this is that's a whole nother tangent. Let's get back to it. We, yeah. You talked about a little bit with overtraining, overuse. How about things like the like the body, biomechanically, things like that? Yeah, so biomechanically kind of touched on that. If you're just moving in a way that is not, that doesn't create balance, in terms of the distribution of force through a joint or through tissues, then that could certainly lead to it, right? Lead mm-hmm. to an injury. Um, and that the the previous two points kind of tie into the next one of just like tissue overload. Um, so that is like, you know, I mean, I've seen some crazy videos of like a dude tearing his quad because he's just going for a, a squat PR. And this was an experienced lifter. And so again, it, it like it sometimes happens like you know if you're and especially to the other thing to keep in mind is if you are trying to push the boundaries of your physical capacity you certainly are walking a line right and so that's another thing about injury that is not often discussed if that's what you're trying to do like another example would be like a parkour athlete like they're a great example because there's obviously a lot of risk with each level that they try to increase 
Um, so if that's something that you're trying to do, understand that it's, you know, that's an inherent risk associated with your activity and your desire to try to go to the next level. Another example would be like, if you're just a regular gym goer and you're like, I have a goal of deadlifting 450 pounds and like, that's just my goal. I mean, that's great, but also understand that in the pursuit of that, especially depending on how you go about that in the pursuit of that, like at, at some points there definitely could be a risk for injury. And if you're okay with that and you know, then if it happens and you're like, you know what, I knew about this, like, it's, it is what it is. I knew it could happen. Now let's just like recover, get better. You know, that's another element of dealing with injury. That's important as opposed to if you just are like, I want to deadlift 450 pounds, I'm going to be bulletproof. And then something happens and you're like, you know, and you get, you get a little more down on yourself because of your expectations. Yes. And it's, you said a, a trigger word in there for me is goals. It's like, what is the goal? Why, why do you want to do that for the 450 pounds? Right. So tying it back to your why, why, you know, like if you're, if, and this is something that I recently went through and I'll talk a little bit more about this story, but for me, I have a kid, right. And, uh, and so for me to have like a goal of deadlifting 450, 500 pounds, my why right now is like to be the healthiest I possibly can be for my child. Right. So how does that relate? And you could argue that it really doesn't. So, so that's like, like you said, tying it back into why is that your goal? Um, and your original why of why you got into training is an important conversation to just have with yourself. Absolutely. And just be conscious of everything that goes into that, that piece. I know we talked about it before conscious consumerism. (laughs) Yes. Um, and we touched on it earlier setbacks, like with that back injury. What did you feel? What was yeah, some so, of the setbacks? Yeah, so one of the reasons this this episode is something we want to touch on. So I recently had like a, a slight injury, um, if you want to call it that. Uh, and, you know, and um, it happened when I was deadlifting. And it was, you know, this is this is related as well to something that I've dealt with for um you know, since I was a teenager, essentially. And we talked about this in the back injury episode. Mm-hmm. Give that a listen. Um, and uh, We're making all the references to we past are. episodes. I mean, too. we have the ability to now. So it's something that I've been dealing with for a while. So this is something that I understand that it's, it, I, have to, I have to do things to mitigate the chance for me tweaking my back when I'm deadlifting. Um, and so... I was probably pushing the numbers a little bit too much, like focused on the numbers a little bit too much. And you know, it happened. It wasn't, it wasn't like that bad to be honest. Um, I mean, it made my back stiff for a couple days. Um, but again, and this is what I touched on at the beginning, it, it happened. And for me, it really, um, it really made me step back and, and first of all, think of a couple things. What is my why? which is trying to be healthy for my kid. Mm -hmm. And then the, the other thing was it made me realize that I have a lot of work to do in terms of developing in my specific case, developing my hips and developing my back. So over the years, it's gotten much, much better, but 
this incident reminded me that I'm not there yet and I have a long way to go. I have a lot to learn. I have things I need to adjust, all that stuff, right? So, um, you know, I worked through it and, you know, now I'm taking a different approach to training and making sure that I focus on the things that I need to, to get my back healthy, strong, and resilient. Speaking of and this, I'll try to make this quick on my, like, I've had my injury before when I was playing baseball with my setbacks and it was kind of in the, kind of my last go at trying to play in like, try to go play in independent leagues. leagues. No, not the big leagues, not there. <laughs> uh, independent league. I was playing in a little summer ball uh, season there, having good season. We're coming up. I'm on a nice little hot streak, which is great. And mm. mine came down to overtraining. I just came out of a hard session. It was mm-hmm. an upper body day from what I remember. Yeah, upper body day. And it's just that obsession. And my goal was, hey, I need, I want to get some swings in because I'm playing today. Like, mm. I need to get this in. And my obsession kind of drove me to overtrain and essentially had a, hurt myself with my obliques and couldn't lift my arm for a few for wow. a few days. It was That's kind of a big one. Well, I, ca- I could, but it's like, it was hard to lift a bat. It was like. Yeah. Yep not the most comfortable thing. Yep. So it takes a few days. It was strained. And I was just like, well, this going back to my why, like, what am I trying to do here? Am I trying to perform well, trying to perform well, trying to perform well. You can't do that when you're hurt. No, you can't. Yeah. And I think that it's, that came back to my goal or that came back to me looking into myself and like, uh, really change up the mindset of, okay, if this is the case, what can I do to prevent this A from happening, but B also like, what am I looking forward to, to out of this, this season? Mm-hmm. Like if it's to go play independent ball for two, three months, or is it time to move on into right. my life? Right. So, yeah. Um, now that we've talked about kind of our own personal experience with this, uh, we got a few moments left here. Preventing injury. Yeah. What so pre- do? preventing injury, it's, it's, this could really be, and this is, this will lead into some topics that we talk about in the future. Um, but the first thing to understand is injury cannot be prevented. And this is a big thing that's talked about in FRC functional range conditioning. Injury cannot be prevented. It can only be mitigated, right? So nobody can actually take away the chance of getting injured completely. It's just not possible, right? Cause I could step out onto the street and get hit by a bus. I'd be injured, <laughs> maybe dead. Oh, we would hope you'd just stay injured and right. you're just in the hospital for yeah, a few days. Maybe a body cast. Um, but you know, so that's an extreme <laughs> example, but it applies to training as well, right? You could, you could have a slight misstep and you know, and then you can, you if you're squatting s- and yeah. you know, may tweak Slightly your knee, roll your back over on a deadlift. Right. Right. Yeah. So it can always happen. So the question is then, how do we mitigate it? And I think the two biggest things are pretty much the same thing, but is focusing on flexibility and mobility, right? And so that's a, that'll be a, a whole nother episode, but uh, going kind of deep diving into those, um, they're pretty much one in the same. Uh, but basically what you're doing with both of those practices is you're creating more space in a joint. So when a joint doesn't have space, it then lacks options. And when a joint lacks options, it then has less capability to di- distribute force in uh, an omnidirectional way, right? 
Um, so the most stability that you can have in a joint is when it has the ability to transfer force across multiple tissues. Like when we were talking about in our back episode, we talked about Jefferson curls, mm-hmm. like we touched on them yeah. and just having that opportunity for the spine to work within those pieces. Right. Yeah. And like into good? those ranges under load. Mm-hmm. Right. And and like Jefferson curl, of course, is like under pretty controlled, uh, load. Like, it's not like I'm going to just start doing it with 225 pounds. Right. So <laughs> like those guys we saw squatting <laughs> on YouTube. Yeah. I mean, those guys are crazy, but there are people that can do Jefferson curls with like 350 pounds, which is nuts, but they built up to that. So, but the point is like you're providing, um, the joint with more options so that it, it, cause so for example, if it doesn't have options, like take a deadlift, for example, if your hips are tight and that option is essentially taken away, then the next option is probably the muscles of the low back, the erectors the QL, um, things that are really not designed to take on like a 400 pound deadlift. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, you could be fine with it, but you're increasing the chance that something will happen in those tissues or in the structures around those tissues, i.e. the spine, your SI joint, something like that. So because the hips are taken away as an option, because you're not flexible, then you're asking the body to perform a task with no other options. And that is then how you potentially injure your low back. So focusing on mobility, flexibility, and then the last couple things, um, have a reasonable training regimen. Uh, you can't go in and do a max lift every day, right? Um, you're just going to break down at some point. I know shocker. (laughs) Uh, and then the last two things focusing on balance so trying to, and I say that more so in terms of like the tissues, I mean, balance is good to have as yep, well, like, yep. you know, standing balance, but in terms of the tissues, so you don't want to be overly tight on, or even talking about strength, you don't want to be overly strong on your anterior chain and have no strength on your posterior chain, Agreed. right? So that's the front side and the back side. You want to have balance between both sides. And then at the micro level, it applies at the joint as well. So for your hip, you want to have strong quads on the front. You also want to have strong glutes on the back rather than having just strong quads and no glutes. That's strong booty, strong booty, strong booty is always key. And then the last thing is variability in training. So expose your body to variability, right? So don't just do the same thing every single time because then that's how you can lead to overuse injuries. And so that variability works the tissues that you maybe normally wouldn't um and just better prepares the body better prepares the joints to be in situations that may be variable which are a lot of situations in life but they can also go across the board yes let your kids play multiple sports yes (laughs) turn them into athletes not specialists yes yeah and with that said avoid the bullshit thank you again for listening we'll see you later Thank you again for listening to the P13 podcast. We hope you enjoyed. Make sure you subscribe and leave us a five-star rating. This podcast was produced by Project 13 Gyms and a special thanks to Studio Pod Media for providing the studio space and additional production. Absolutely. You can find us on social media on Instagram at Project 13 Gyms. You can find myself at 
Kemifan. That is K-E-M-I-F-A-N. How about you, Thomas? Where can they find you on your social media? You can find me at Conway Bunga. That's C-O-N-W-A-Y-B-U-N-G-A. You can also check us out at project13gyms.com. And if you're in the SF area, come train with us at Project 13 Gyms in Lower Knob Hill.